Welcome to Jim Duke Perspective. My website is jimdukeperspective.com. Hey, Darren, how's it going? Hey, Jim, I'm doing very good. Thanks. With the good to be here. With the war uh, threat from Russia against Ukraine, I thought it'd be good to bring up some questions raised as whether it will spark World War III. Biden wars of, warns of U.S. involvement if action is preceded. This has a potential of sparking world war everybody's cautious of as was a couple years ago and a couple years before that remember i think we did shows on world war three the possibilities of sparking and i guess it's always pertinent to to warn of such possibilities but it's not going to happen until the elite decide that it's going to happen because it involves a lot of characters it involves a lot of leaders it involves a lot of policies and my suspicion is just another plot of the Illuminati. Now, to highlight who the Illuminati are, for those that are just catching up on us with us, for centuries, this notorious group that we dub as the Illuminati, and it's a general term, it's been at the root of wars and revolutions of the world to dismantle governments and redirect them towards the, the greater cause of what we dub the New World Order, what they dub the New World Order, because the New World Order has been a contrived phrase of the 18th century. It's our own Congress in 1782 adopted it. I have a write-up on my website, jimdukeperspective.com. Go to uh, Great Seal, and you'll see the adoption of the Great Seal that, that coins the phrase New Order of Secular or New World Order. And it tells why they brought up this 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 uh, phrase. It, it comes from a, a poet back uh, when, and I, I, I highlight that, so I'm not going to go into that right now. But the United States Conventions defined the outline for America using this outline for their their goals. But America was conceived by a concept by. Francis Bacon of the 17th century, who was an occultist, mystic, Rosicrucian, Freemason, who considered America the site of New Atlantis for the New World Order as its headquarters for Freemasonic orders. And this theme continued on. And in 1776, a Jesuit, Professor Adam Weishaupt, took, took over a movement that he called the Illuminati, that infiltrated Freemasonic lodges for his cause to root out all religion establishments and overturn all the existent governments of Europe. This can be documented in a book in the 1700s, 1798, that I have called Proofs of a Conspiracy by John Robeson and another uh, companion uh, by Abbe Barayal uh, called History of the Jacobins. 
and why that relates, I'll get to that in a second. Weishaupt formed what he called the ancient illuminate seers of Bavaria from his band of perfectionists. And the perfectionists was his collection of the, the high elite bankers, the wealthy bankers that he brought together into his order. And he founded the Illuminati by, by uh, a secret order. And in 1777, he infiltrated the Freemasonic lodges with his inner secret society, fusing Jesuit tactics into the lodge using these diabolical methods. Some claim that because of this, he basically continued the Jesuit order, which was a abolished in 1773 that never really disappeared. It just went under underground. But uh, uh, several Jesuits opposed Adam Weishaupt's continuation because Weishaupt was claiming leadership of this group. And uh, he attacked the Catholic Church for its petition to ban the Jesuits. But there was an attack on France that was the first action to fuel the French Revolution to punish the monarchs and free France to the order. However, this plot was found as a carrier that I found in documents to be called, uh, be named Jacob Lanz, is the closest I can come to, who was the Illuminati carrier on his way through to, uh, to reach other Illuminates like Rospierre, and I have this documented as well, in order to bring them the documents. And on his way through on, on horseback, he was struck dead by lightning, unfortunately, and the manifesto of the plot that was listed with its member, sewn into the cuff of his sleeve, was discovered hidden in his jacket by the Bavarian police. When they discovered a plot to take down the French... Uh, the France, French government, by the French Revolution, they warned France, and France did not take heed to it, and it, it happened anyway. But the names were, were revealed, and some of the Illuminati went into hiding, including Weishaupt, who they came out uh, as another name called the Jacobins. Jacobins. And, yeah, the Jacobins. And that's where the Jacobins, history of the Jacobins come in. And the Jacobins were the Illuminati extension, because Adam Weishaupt said, let us not be known under any, uh, under our own name, but under many names. They were known within the circles, within the Freemasons. They were known within the Jesuits, and they were known in the Jacobins. So the Illuminati spreads across secret societies, connecting things. But the Illuminati concept goes way back. And, you know, well, we can get into know, this it, another time. You know, the term Jacobin, I think of, uh, you know, Jacob, have I loved, Esau, have I hated? So is there any correlation between that Jacob, you think? or They they often use pseudonyms from historical accounts. Okay. You know, like 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 um, Freemasons take on the historical account of Hiram Abiff for their narrative. Right, right. But mm -hmm. there's no there's no proof of, of Hiram Abiff keeping the secrets of Kabbalah and, and having secrets of, of Freemasonry um, and, and being uh, being mugged or hijacked uh, by three hoodlums. That was a, a fabricated story that the, the Freemasons claim using the Hebrew and Jewish 
narrative for their claims, just like Jacobins, and you know the 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 Templars, the the Knights Templar came from the the Hospitars of of uh, Saint John, mm-hmm. claiming to be from Saint John, but it's nothing to do with actual Saint John. They just take on the pseudonyms. So, okay, that makes sense. But it, it's yeah. likely that. They relate something to it. But the Jacob was the name, and, and uh, we have a documentation from George Washington when he was warned that the Jacobin Club under the Illuminati had infiltrated the lodges in America. And George Washington said, no, there's no such thing. And they said, well, what are you denying that the Illuminati exist? And George Washington reaffirmed, I'm not denying the Illuminati. I affirm the Illuminati exists, which proves that they existed in 1798 in that letter. <clears throat> But he says, what I deny is that they infiltrated our Masonic lodges. Mm-hmm. In which they which did. Which they had. Yeah, they had at the time and earlier yeah, even. Exactly. And it was so fused within the, the Masonic lodges that it was indistinguishable where Freemasonry ended and Illuminati continued. But the Illuminati was a secret sect of inner circles within the Freemasonic lodges, which is why some people don't suspect them. Because there's, there's different paths of lodges in which people arise to the degrees of knowledge. And some of the symbols have been changed depending on what sect you take on and what secrets you want to be revealed. So like if you're not part of the dark side, you'll get a light side explanation of the symbols. But if you're on the dark side, they they incorporate it in the occult and Luciferianism. but anyway, the plot was revealed, and it didn't stop because the infiltration of France to the Masonic lodges began the conversion into the affiliated secret societies with the lodges of Paris, receiving their principles and instructions, ready to rise up at once when called upon to carry on the great work of overturning the state as the Illuminati planned, as an extension of what France actually already desired to do to overturn the whole world. So, uh, well, let me rephrase that. I, I, I kind of said that wrong. France, yeah, yeah, I guess I said that right. Uh, France, the, the, the Freemasons were overturning the state through France, but there was, it was an extension for them to overturn the whole world using this devised manifesto. But the name Jacobins was used to further the hidden system of the Illuminati. And this was found in proofs of a conspiracy when I read the documents. Wars and revolutions became the tactics of causing friction in a nation that would leave the gap for the order to infiltrate and subdue. And it said that since this time, every war and revolution has been fueled by the Illuminati or whatever name this group used to conspire within. And the Illuminati formed a government agencies to work within. We know of the round table that was exposed in Tragedy and Hope under Carol Quigley, who said he saw the letters, the writings of the round table to infiltrate governments in order to um, install socialism covertly. And Quigley wasn't a whistleblower. What his problem was isn't the fact that socialism was, or Marxism, for, through you know socialism, was going to infiltrate the governments. His problem was 
why aren't they openly doing it? Because it's such a great plan. So he, as a professor of Harvard, he taught this and mentored a lot of politicians towards this action of getting socialism publicized. That was his whole case. And of course, a lot of people were mentored by him, a lot of disciples from him, including the Clintons and a lot of other politicians, the Careys and, and Nancy Pelosi and all these. Um, you know, I name mostly Democrats. It just so happens the Democratic Party is the one that usually brings on this side of socialism. Although, In, ter- in terms of word semantics or tactic, or whatever you want to call it, the, the meaning of words, Democrat can actually mean something like something with demon in it. It's a, a demon server. Right? Demonized. A, a demonized uh, something like that. Yeah, I just didn't mean to interrupt there, but I just right. But it doesn't mean that the Republicans are also you know, are, are clean. The Republican the side yeah. is the other side of the coin of the same oligarchy control. It's just they're the lighter side of, they're more like the, the, the right-hand path, if you want to go with occult terms. And they, they bring it about through the Constitution and government, uh, or I'm sorry, the Constitution and business and, and such, where the Democrats bring it through by big government. But the, the Republicans are still controlled by the Illuminati you know, through coercion and through bribes and such. So the Illuminati formed agencies, and, and, and one of the groups that came about was the Roundtable, brought by uh, Cecil Rhodes and, and, and uh, continued through uh, the Milner Group. And this encompassed uh, the Rothschilds and, and um, Arthur Balfour, who gave the Balfour Declaration, Declaration. Yep. Yep. that gave the, 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 the need for the Palestinian state of Israel, for the uh, Zion, Zionist political state. And this is all part of the, the plan. And the round cha- table controlled governments through the British Institution to International Affairs in Europe, which was the Illuminati branch of Europe, and the American branch was called. You have any idea? The American branch of the Illumin of, of which one? Yeah, Illuminati of the Illuminati American branch. Oh man, it was called the Council on Foreign Relations. Relations, okay, CFR, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so the mm-hmm. British Institute covered European affairs, and the Council on Foreign Relations covered the United States affairs. Each were to coordinate sectors of society towards the manifesto plan of the Illuminati for the world government. I wonder if that ties in with the humanist manifesto. <laughs> you said manifesto. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. Mm-hmm. Communist manifesto mm-hmm. and the humanist manifesto. Right. That was more for socialism. Wow. Kind of like there is no God, atheism. Yeah. 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 yeah we'll talk about that in a second. So mm-hmm. this mysterious letter to Mazzini for three, three world wars is, is the next thing I'd like to cover. And um, this letter is said to be a hoax by Leo Toxel, uh, part of a hoax. He also perpetu- perpetuated the learned um, elders of Zion, and it's said to be a hoax that he wanted to see how naive the Catholic Church was to, and, and, the, and the citizens were to, to believe such conspiracy. But this conspiracy was concealed, so I don't know how much of a conspiracy it was meant to, to cover, but... Despite it being speculated, supposedly it was found in the British Library. 
And this was claimed by two people that I know of, by Edith Starr Miller, who says that she has witnessed that it was in the library and, and uh, Albert Pike's letters were there. As far and, and also by William Guy Carr, who I will quote a couple things from, who wrote a book called Pawns in the Game, that some claim that he was naive in thinking that this was an authentic letter, but he claims that witnesses that saw it. But it's speculative because we don't have those witnesses that came forth. But supposedly the story goes in 1934, Italian revolutionary Mazzini was selected by the Illuminati to be the director for their revolutionary program throughout the world. In 1840, General Albert Pike was brought under the influence of Mazzini, and Pike accepted the idea for a one-world government. He was an occultist Illuminate that ultimately became the head of the Luciferian priesthood. Between 1854, or 59 and 1871, he worked out the details for military blueprint for three world wars, three major revolutions, which he considered would further the conspiracy to its final stage during the 20th century. While the letter is said to be a fraud, it was not founded by anybody uh, except for the witnesses that saw it. It's been recorded despite the fact, and we do have its transmission. There was a means of communication that was developed, making it possible for Pike to coordinate with the heads of the councils, agents of the Illuminati's, through these uh, these policy-making councils. Now, Pike required that communism, Nazism, political Zionism, and other international movements be organized to start three global wars and three major revolutions. So despite this saying that it's a fraud, let's talk about the outline that I got from uh, William Guy Carr's book, Pawns in the Game. And we're going to talk about each element of this to see how close it was back when this was written for the reasons for each of the world wars. Ready? I am ready. World War I was to be fought so that it would enable the Illuminati to overthrow the powers of the Tsars in Russia and turn the country into strongholds of atheistic communism. The differences stirred up by agents of the Illuminati between the British and German empires were to be used to foment this war. After the war ended, communism would be built up and used to destroy other governments and weaken religions. So far, so good, right? That's what happens. That sounds it, yeah. Supposedly, the Rothschilds, in a threat against the czars of Russia for not establishing a centralized banking, uh, Rothschild bank, he petitioned them to be attacked. That's what we get for that inside information. Do you know how World War One was started? Uh, well, it had to be by the probably the uh, Rockefeller Foundation, ultimately, right? Uh, uh, sort of, but, but do you, do you or, know what supposedly sparked it? World War One. I. I know I learned this. Uh, I didn't want to memorize it. It was assassination of, of Ferdinand. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, World War Two was to be fomented by using the differences between fascism and political Zionists. This war was to be fought so that not Nazism would destroy 
would be destroyed and the power of political Zionism increased that the sovereign state of Israel could be established in Palestine. During World War II, international communism would be built up until it equaled in strength with the United Christendom. At this point, it was to be contained and kept in check until required for the final social catechism. Um, and when asked by William Guy Carr in 1950, can any informed person deny Roosevelt and Churchill did not put this policy into effect? So what he's claiming is, could this statement be true? After now, we're in hindsight, we see that Roosevelt and Churchill, Churchill had their place in bringing the policies for this to come about. <clears throat> Do you ever hear the story of, of MacArthur? MacArthur, yes. I learned about him in high school. But All right. What did you learn about I don't his, remember. his role? He got court-martialed, right? He got... I don't even remember. I, I didn't pay attention. In high school. I, I took our courses. Okay, it's, but, uh, Well, supposedly, he had a way to go directly in and uh, and 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 hold back the forces. Right. And he was instructed not to go in that way, to go around. And I guess he disobeyed, but he he uh, he got held off by officers. By by army uh, met by army probably the British army who knows, and mm -hmm. and and held back so that the war was spread because they were instructed mm -hmm. to keep the war going. Okay, right. So there is a plan in place, and it was to do what it says because out of World War Two, we got the national state of Israel. For the Zionists. So despite this letter being fabricated and seen back in late 1800s, we have the proof that it actually has come to pass as the letter was written, even though it's said to be a fraud. Some deny that this could be a, a, a true letter because it's naming communism before communism was known. But the Jesuits and the Illuminati developed communism. Marx was an agent of the Illuminati, Marxism. Socialism and communism were intent agendas. So, of course, they knew the, the term before we were told in our history books. So, that claim could be very much dismissed. Now, here's the controversy. World War III is to be fomented by using the difference is agents of the Illuminati to stir up between political Zionism and the leaders of the Muslim world. This war is to be directed in such a manner that Islam, the Arab world, including Mohammedism, and political Zionism, including the state of Israel, would destroy themselves while at the same time the remaining nations, once more divided against each other on this issue, will be forced to fight themselves into a state of complete Complete exhaustion physically, mentally, spiritually, and economically. Well, we don't we didn't really have that so far. Even though there's war, wars with the Arab nations and with Israel, we didn't really have them exhaust each other. They still stand, which some people claim that's the, the power of Israel to be marked by God to sustain. 
But I don't believe this Israel, this physical Israel, is the Israel of God intended. Right. I, do, I believe it's a counterfeit. It's a Rothschild Freemasonic invention. If you want proof of that, I can show it. But the Rothschilds have streets named after them in business streets in Israel, and they have a Masonic symbol on the Supreme Court building, proving mm -hmm. that they have a mark of Freemason standing. So, in fact, there's the Freemason Masonic symbols all over that area. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at an area view of some of the buildings on the tops, the rooftops, yeah, and everything. Exactly. So, yep. this proves that there is some influence there, and uh, it, they got their hand all over it. So, um, so this didn't happen, but what did happen is definitely we have physical exhaustion, mental exhaustion, spirit spiritual and economic turmoil. So, but but that hasn't happened yet. We haven't had the third world war yet. Now, uh, Pike told Mazzini after World War Three has ended, those who aspire to Undisputed world domination will provoke the greatest social cataclysm the world has ever known. This is quoted from a letter that's cataloged in the British Museum Library in London, supposedly. And it says, I'm going to read it. We shall unleash the nihilists and atheists. We shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm, which is in its horror will show clearly in its in the nations, the effect of absolute atheism, origin of savagery, and of the most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere, the citizens obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilizations, multitudes disillusioned with Christianity, whose deistic spirits will be from the moment without compass or direction, anxious for an idea but without knowing where to render its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer brought finally out of the public view, a manifestation which will result from the general reactionary movement which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism both conquered and exterminated at the same time. This is the Luciferian clause, folks. If you don't believe that Albert Pike top 33rd Mason, uh, Mason leader that wrote Morals and Dogma that's in the catalog, uh, category, uh, catalog of the Mason Library and given to 14 degrees and above. He gives a dedication to Lucifer in Morals and Dogma. At first, he seems to be in opposition, and then later it's revealed in the works, and I've read it, that he upholds Lucifer as the true light and claims, how can this this figure that Christians believe is the dark image be dark when his name is light and he protrudes all the factors of light. And it says, yes, Lucifer is God. And unfortunately, Adonai is also. That's Albert Pike's claim to fame. He's a Luciferian. Luciferianism rides with atheism to annihilate Christianity or challenge it. But it's not an ideology in itself that sustains. It's only a, a tool used by the Luciferians to dismantle. 
just like deism is used to dismantle Protestantism. And they used a deistic worldview in order to coerce the clergy of Protestantism, and this was infiltrated by the Jesuits to do, to erase the supernatural elements of the faith through the Holy Spirit and make it a deistic faith where God's power is dismissed, not active, you know. And what they did was they used like the age of reason, age of enlightenment, and the natural sciences, the natural law, in order to prove science as the relevant study of, of origins rather than theology. And it watered down theology to a point of deism where God is a God of creation that we can acknowledge, but that he walked away from his creation and left it to man to manage. And that's why you have the Freemason order, the Luciferians and the, and the order of the Illuminati controlling mankind because they believe that God has left it to them. If that makes sense. So that's the that's the basis for their their purpose, their agenda. Now, despite this fabricated so-called letter, we do have proof from another person that war was indeed intended. Okay? Mm -hmm. Former director Norman Dodd of the Reese Committee in the 1950s came out in 1982 with an interview with G. Edward Griffin, which I have, and I have the documents of it, revealing his experience with the foundation when he was told face-to-face -face the plot of the Ford Foundation when director Rowan Gaither admitted to him that the foundation's direct plan was to confiscate the education system and use war to bring the citizens into a Soviet Union style mindset so they can infiltrate, uh, so they can bring in communism. But their communism isn't like a Russian communism or a China communism. It's a free communism. It's a communism of choice of the people through sub subtle uh, covert policies that introduced socialism. The foundations directed a plot for war in 1908 when the Carnegie Foundation began operation. And according to the letters viewed by Dodd's secretary, Catherine, he goes on and tells the story how she retained its contents because she wasn't allowed to, to copy it or take out the information but allowed to view it she recalls the information and she stated in that year that the trustees meeting for the first time raised a specific question which they discussed throughout the balance of the year in a very learned fashion the question was this is there any means known for effectiveness than war or is there any means known more effective than war assuming you wish to alter the life of an entire people they concluded that no, there's no more effective means to that end that's known to humanity than war. 
So then, 1909, they raised the second question and discussed it, saying, how do we involve the United States in a war? To do so, we must control the State Department. And then down to the local levels. Yep. yep. And then very naturally raised the question of how do we do that? They answered it by saying, we must take over and control the diplomatic machinery of the country and finally resolve to aim at that as an objective. Then time passes and we are eventually in war. This would be World War One. At that time, they record on their minutes a shocking report in which they dispatch to President Wilson a telegram cautioning him to see that war does not end too quickly. And finally, of course, the war is over. This is it, the Thunderstruck sales event. 0% financing for 74 months. Right now at Max Auto Sports. That's no interest on all pre-owned vehicles for 74 months. Cars starting at $99 per month. Trucks starting at $199 per month. Plus zero down, zero payments till May. Zero cost lifetime warranty and $4,000 over KBB for your trade. The Thunderstruck sales event. Six days only and Tuesday nights at Max Auto Sports. Tier 1 credit approval plus tax. 150 negotiable back fee through February 28th, 2022. See dealer for qualification details. World War I was started by the influence of the Round Table and Colonel Edward Mandel House, who was an agent of the Illuminati through the Round Table. He was the secretary of Woodrow Wilson. It was said that his presence was so mesmerizing that he walked into a meeting and bestowed his ideas on the, on the gentleman. And when he walked out, they mimicked his ideas without realizing it was his influence. Wow. That's how hypnotic he was. He was an occultist. Amazing. His authority influenced the founding of the League of Nations, conspired to secretly work with the agents towards a global government. However, the sessions were denied or rejected by, by Senate. Therefore, it failed. And in its failure, the agents instead organized the Council on Foreign Affairs in 1921. So now you see how this brought in the State Department influence. This agency controls the State Department. This was admitted by Hillary Clinton in 2009. If you remember her speech that she said, I don't have to go far to get my instructions because the CFR is down the street. Wow. That was in 2009. Yep. Their publication is the Foreign Affairs, which documents their call for the creation of a world government and an end to U.S. sovereignty. Folks, these people openly publish their information. It's just that you don't know where to go. You don't. You didn't know these publications outline their ideas because we ignore it, and you wonder why there's there's excessive economic turmoil. You wonder why there's inflation. You wonder why the people are being oppressed. You wonder why gas is going up now. We have we have the resources to have our own pipelines, to have our own, th but they are shutting it down because they don't want us to progress. But this doesn't come from Biden. He's a puppet. Pretty much a zombie at that. This comes over his head. It's probably Obama and the others, Jesuits. It's beyond them. Obama's beyond just them a too. puppet too. Right. See, yep. people put a lot of more power into these into these facades. Obama, Nancy Pelosi, the deep state, they're all basically covers. 
They have no power. Even the Bushes and Clintons have no more power anymore. This Just is like all Zuckerberg from the top, with Facebook. Yeah. This is the top heads oligarchies that are beyond our powers. And I have names, and I can't remember all the names, uh, but there's names of family bloodlines that go back that we don't even know. They're not even written in our in our in our websites and such but we have documentation of them and you know fritz springmeyer comes up with the uh bloodlines of the illuminati which he named many hundreds of families that are associated with these groups narrowing it down to 13 main ones but um they're not even the main culprits there's 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 names behind the names but the plan of the illuminati and communism of global global government has been outlined through documents of the, of the Illuminati. And, and there's six tenets of the Illuminati. Ready? You're going to recognize these when I say it. Abolition of all ordered national governments. Abolition of inheritance. Abolition of private property. Abolition of patriotism. Abolition of individual home and family life as the cell in which civilizations have stemmed. And abolition of all religions established and existing so that the luciferian ideology of totalitarian may be imposed on mankind <laughs> what do these sound like like satanists basically actually Satanist, sounds like marxism marxism right these yeah. are the these are the very mm -hmm. these mimic mirror communism mm -hmm. or Fascism. communism mirror communism is extension of these abolitions communism is the abolition of governments uh, under under socialism the abolition of private property the abolition of of education systems uh, of private education so that the uh, students can be educated under the state end of of patriotism these are these mimic the same thing end of abolish abolish of, of religion christianity that's communism folks mm -hmm. so it seems to match the intent despite the letters being fake see what i mean Yep, and this also sounds like the Great Reset that we're t we talk about—the global government that's ordered uh, by the Jesuits and the Illuminati. Um, some say the Great Reset is a big mis misunderstanding by us. However, when you see the tenets of the Great Reset, it mimics exactly this: abolition of private property. You will not own anything. You'll be happy. You will not be right. You will not have privacy, and you would be happy. Folks, that's not Jim's take on the Great Reset. That's the Great Reset's take on the re Reset with their publicizing of it. So don't tell me it's a lie what we say. We're just mimicking them. It's definitely what they satanic say. to the core. Exactly. Yeah. Now, World War II attempted to use Hitler to stir the war that would involve the United States. They spawned anti-Semitism through the perceived initiation of a Holocaust against the Jews and others that rivaled him. And when he acted contrary to the fundamental principles laid down by Karl Ritter, the German generals who belonged to the hardcore of the Nazi leaders, they tried to have him assassinated, regardless of the fact that they originally set him up to be the instrument of their will. In the wake of this, the U.S. Senate after the denial of the League of Nations, did agree to the international policy-making body called the United Nations, which is what the United, this League of Nations would be. So they did finally extend it to the United 
nations, which is a liaison between the political, uh, the politicians and the Luciferians of the State Department, uh, CFR, and the governments. If you don't believe me that the United Nations is Luciferian, just go to my website. I have documents on it. Their own members state to be Luciferians. I don't have to make that up. This is documented. This is not just a, a, a fabrication. Um, members like uh, the, the, the founder of Agenda 21 is a stated Luciferian. He claims it in his memoirs. He left his estate to New Agers. He's a member of the Golden Dawn. He's a theosophist. Theosophists are Luciferians, folks. So it's claimed, according to William Guy Carr, the Illuminati plot continues an international game of chess. They simply move the pieces by threatening war. Elite leaders of the Illuminati have divided the people of the world into two main camps. They use kings and queens, bishops and knights, the masses of the world's population, as pieces in their game. The ruthless policy of the leaders is to consider all the human beings as expendable providing the sacrifice of major pieces or a million pawns places them a move nearer the ultimate totalitarian goal. Human resources, right? Human. Essentially. Yeah. Human goyim. Goyim, yep. Yep, the goyim, which is what the, the, the Jewish elite call it. Mm-hmm. Yiddish, goyim, for human cattle. Yep. We are nothing more than cattle to them. Well, nine to five jobs were at the rat wheel, just spinning around, generating wealth for them. You know, so it is. We're at the bottom of the pyramid. <laughs> yeah, we're at the, the bottom news, of the folks. mass. We're at the bottom of the cesspool. Mm-hmm. Cesspool. I meant to say. Generating their income for them, getting getting fifty percent of it taken away through the illegal taxes. Yeah. Has your career stalled? Then it's time to join the Washington State Department of Transportation. WashDOT is hiring for highway maintenance crews to ensure safe travels throughout the state. If you hold a CDL, have experience with heavy equipment, or related skills, they want you. Earn a competitive wage plus great benefits such as paid holidays and vacation time. Visit wash.jobs.com to apply. That's WSDOTjobs.com. Make your mark on the future of transportation. Well, let's let's talk about the finances for a second. So we attribute the financing plot to be that um, to be the a Jewish conspiracy a lot of times, and this was because the the House of Amschel Meyer Bear Bauer. You ever hear of him? You know who he is? I've heard of Bear Bauer. Uh, Bauer. Bauer. I said it wrong. Bauer. Bauer. Okay, Bauer. Amschel well, yeah. Meyer Bauer. The Bowers. Uh, the Bowers were the Illuminati branch that changed their name to the Red Shield, Rothschilds. Mm-hmm. They uh, lo- were located in Frankfurt on, uh, in Germany, and they brought together 13 gold and silversmiths. They, that, they um, decided to remove all the crowned heads of Europe, destroy all existing governments, and eliminate all organized religions to carry on the Illuminati plan of Adam Weishaupt. 
Before they could secure absolute control of the wealth, natural resources, and manpower of the entire world and establish a Luciferian agenda. They felt that it was taken too long. They wanted to quicken the revolutions. So they basically plotted uh, to make it a little easier for them. Some attribute this because it's a, a, a Rothschild claiming Jewish bankers at the heads of these plots due to the bloodlines of the Illuminati. I have to note that the Jewish plot is a redirection. I believe it's a scam to make them the scapegoats so they can continue covering themselves by a visible enemy while still using the plot of the Jews through the Rothschilds because the Jews were given the face of the practices of usury by the Illuminati. But before you go on saying that this is a Jewish banking plot, I want to remind you that not all the banks in, in the possession of wealth were Jewish. They were Gentile. Many of them, including the London City Company, dating back to 1130, the Italian black nobility financing of the Vatican's and, and all these, as well as the banks of China and Japan. Folks, when you put it on one group like the Jewish conspiracy, you're following along with the fake narrative to narrow down one to one group that you're be being narrow-minded. You're being uh, uh, short-sighted. You're taking the bait. So that your eyes are off the Jesuits, your eyes are off the elite Luciferians. The Rothschilds were used as the public face of financing, but so were the Rockefellers in the U.S. competition in which they were Gentiles. Yep, kind of like a magician who tries to distract you with something else over here. Exactly. Yep. Uh, the Rothschilds made up the claim, I care not the laws of a nation, I will control the monetary supply of the nation, I'll make the laws. Now, the term international money barons were used to define the international groups of men who control international banks, industries, and trade and commerce. They are the men who are used, uh, who have used communism to destroy constituted authority and socialism to break down our constitution and existing politics or political and religious institutions in order that they may ultimately support, sorry, usurp undisputed control of world's resources for themselves. Money, folks, is not the goal. Before you say they want to confiscate the money, the international bankers already own everything. They already have the wealth. Their goal is to control. Money is used as a tool to leverage and bribe the agents involved so that they can continue with their network to perpetrate this bigger agenda. It's to generate control by oppression and to reset the economy by control of, of suppression and, and, uh, and wars to, uh, to collapse economies and have them rebuild by using the central banks. If you look at Micah 2, it talks about the usage of these elites. Yes, folks, it's right in the Bible. If I can find it. You don't have Micah 2 handy, do you? Micah 2, I don't have my Bible here. I got it. Micah 2, 
Woe to them that devise iniquity and work upon evil upon their beds. When the morning is light, they practice it because it is in their power in their hands. They covet fields. They take them by violence. In houses, they take them away so that they oppress a man in his heritage, even a man. Uh, well, they oppress a man in his house, even a man in his heritage. They oppress. Their ruling is to oppress and confiscate lands and move the pawn pieces. So whether Putin is pressured, uh, flexing his muscles to, to pressure Ukraine and the United States are backlashing against him, despite that, it's all part of the narrative. And how do we know that these wars weren't contrived through media and through perception? Do you remember what Illuminati um, Hearst, what's his first name? The Hearst newspaper? Uh, Hearst. Uh, oh, Hearst, that, that started the, the publishing newspapers. He bought out many of the newspapers. What he said was he told his illustrator to go... Uh, uh, across seas and to report what he finds. And he says, all is quiet here. Everything's restful. And Hearst says, no, you're going to start a war. You're going to write about the war. And he says, there is no war. He says, just write the war, illustrate the war, and I'll make the war happen. Propaganda, folks. Who else was used for propaganda? How about many people? Theodore Geisel. Dr. Seuss, he was an illustrator for the military. How about Disney? Walt Disney. Him, definitely. He spread propaganda. Nazi Germany. All these were propagandists. I'm not saying there isn't war. What I'm saying is war doesn't have to be exist as full as it does. They can illustrate it, fabricate it. CNN is great for that. CNN has fabricated war. CNN yep. has fabricated, and CBS, I think it was, the fabricated a, a, a car exploding to prove a point, and then it was later mm-hmm. discovered they, they actually did that. Yeah, the media, five corporations that own the media are owned by the banks. Mm-hmm. Who's the head investors of the banks, folks? And all boards of every company, business, major big business corporation. It's two companies, Vanguard and BlackRock are at the heads of the investment teams. And who are they run by? Oh, we don't know. The Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Cecils, the the Karanas, the... Yeah, it goes back to the black nobility. It goes back to the uh, the monarchs have their hand in things. Even though the monarchs were said to be destroyed, that's who the the targets. I don't think they were going to be destroyed if they follow suit. They're infiltrated just as well through the Illuminati. So the Illuminati let the monarchs exist, I guess. Because I don't know how that works. The but, monarchs are one of the highest in the pyramid. They're right along with the, you know, the uh, yeah, they're still the puppets. royal families. Yeah. Well, of course, it's higher. They're than high, the but they're puppets. Too. They're given. They're given. Um, territory. Just like the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds are given territory of finances. But I don't believe they're as high as they think. They are Luciferian occultists. 
but they still have governing authorities. They may answer to the Black Pope, the Jesuits. This is it, the Thunderstruck sales event. 0% financing for 74 months. Right now at Max Auto Sports. That's no interest on all pre-owned vehicles for 74 months. Cars starting at $99 per month. Trucks starting at $199 per month. Plus zero down, zero payments till May. Zero cost lifetime warranty and $4,000 over KBV for your trade. The Thunderstruck sales event. Six days only and Tuesday nights at Max Auto Sports. Tier 1 credit approval plus tax. 150 negotiable back fee through February 28th, 2022. See dealer for qualification details. Now, wars and rumors are wars are prophesied in Scripture. We see in Matthew 24, wars and rumors are wars. This marks like an end-time event, which some say we're still waiting for wars and rumors of wars. Are we still waiting for wars and rumors of wars for that to happen, Darren? It says these are earth pangs. I guess you can make a case for that. You can make a case for that. Yeah. But you can also make a case that when Jesus said, in this generation, these things will happen, that it happened in their generation back then in the early church, didn't it? Mm -hmm. There True. was wars. There, there was the Jewish wars. Who was the enemy of the Jews? Who was the, Jew, who was the Jewish wars with at that time? Well, the... Uh, no, I mean uh, the Jewish wars during oh, the... the Jewish, oh, you mean during this... Our, when Jesus our made this prophecy back in the early century, Jesus made this prophecy and said, in this generation... These things will happen. Wars and rumors of wars. Matthew 24. Right? And, and they had the Jewish wars after thereafter, in which they trampled over Jerusalem. Ab abomination of desolation, I believe, at that time. Who is the perpetrator of wars? Rome. Uh, okay, Rome. Hand. What am I thinking? Wow. So, okay. so Rome was the yeah. government at that time that, that pushed Rome. back against Duh. Jews. And uh, Roman was the government that was said to house the Antichrist. Nero and uh, Titus, and the governments that controlled the world at the time with Rome, the beast, the, the fourth beast that broke up and ended up into Europe, continuing. So this continues the Antichrist system through the papacy, which is what the Protestants proclaimed. I, I will state that and many people argue with me. It's a Jewish plot, Jim. You're pulling it away from the Jews. It's a Jewish guy that's going to be the end. I, I, I don't think Scripture totally says that. I think well, a lot know, of people it, are wrong. The Scripture says, you know, and um, what is it called again? It's um, it is the number of a man when it should be the number of man. They stick in a in there in the original text. Yep. That changes the entire changes the meaning exactly. Entirely. And and yeah. and and John said there'll be many antichrists. So all along yep. we're going to see this perpetuating as a cycle. So whether Revelation or this this Matthew twenty four, I don't believe all Revelation is 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 fulfilled. I'm not a preterist, but I do have partial preterist uh, thoughts, and I believe that the the fulfillment for the Jews after uh, the Jews did not receive him that God gave it the right to Gentiles, one new body. The Jews are not separate from the church. This is where people get the mistake. The Jews were the ones that founded the church. That's right. Look and, at Acts. Man, that was just totally Jewish. Yeah, and yeah. it became the Israel of God. Yep. And it, it, God continued Israel no. through the yeah. church, through 
the Jews. And the Gentiles were grafted in. The wild branches that did not accept were cut off. And, and or the branches that were not accepted, the olive branch, and, and it made way to groom in the Gentiles. God allowed the Gentiles. The body is Jews and Gentiles as one new man. And this, I believe, fulfilled a lot of the prophecies because the abomination of desolation, I don't believe in a gap between the 69th and 70th week of Daniel. There's nothing in Scripture that says there's a gap. Nothing that says in that passage that says there should be a gap. The people subject it. They presume it through a narrative of John Darby and later uh, uh, Schofield, who was a scoundrel. He was set up by the Zionists. Did you know that? He was paid off by the Zionists. Not surprised. Yeah, he was an agent of Arthur, Arthur Balfour and the Rothschilds. And he used the Bible. He could not use the Bible that was translated for them because it wasn't popularized, so he used the King James and put footnotes in it to perpetuate a cause for the Zionist political Israel. And he made the case for dispensationalists, dispensationalism, in order to uh, bring about the need for Israel to be revised. And this brought a whole new futurist view of Israel being revised in 1948 and having that mark the end times in which the sacrifices would need to be reinstituted and a third temple made. This basically perpetuated a, a Christian Zionist lie. Mm -hmm. Do you know they have enough money to, and, and they have the yielding to put a third temple in right now? Oh, absolutely. They just keep the, the Christian Zionists funding it because they keep wanting the funding it. So they keep letting mm -hmm. like the, 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 was it, was it the, the Jerusalem projects and stuff, stuff that they in, in, in using the wolf like uh, John Hagee, for instance. Yes, to, exactly. The puppet, the exactly. wolf in clothing. Yep. yep. So they use this to keep going that narrative, but whether it was fulfilled at Jesus' time and whether it's continual cycles until the end, an end time fulfillment of a final war and a final rumors of war and a final man of perdition that comes about on the scene to represent the man of sin, the perpetual antichrist system for the beast. Uh, I know I'm going to have a lot of emails against this. I believe that it continues a counterfeit of this prophecy, a cyclical fulfillment perhaps, but it counterfeits continual wars and rumors of wars till we get this Israel reinstated. And now Israel is a prime real estate for the Zionists. And it's a good setting for, you know, another end of time war for the fulfillment when Jesus does come back. I don't believe Jesus has come back yet. So that's why I'm partial preterist. People that think preterism is heretic. I'm only a partial her heretic, folks. Revelation, I don't believe, is a continual chronological order of things. Because the seals are broken up in vials, it's represented different ways. I believe it's the same thing of the different sides, telling it over and over again. I believe Revelation is cyclical revelation rather than progressive chronological revelation. Otherwise, there'll be two openings of seals. There'll be several end times ending and new startups, like at the end of chapter 
six, I think it is. I can't, I can't remember now. I wrote it in a blog. The end of 13, it ends, and then it ends again in, like, uh, later on in 19. It ends several times. Jesus comes back a couple times, if you want to go chronological. No, it's a repeating of the story with different bird's eye views. And it even goes back to when Jesus was born, when it talks about the seed. It talks about the uh, woman. So, um, but then uh, Revelation talks about the sixth seal unveiling in Revelation 6. Wars with the saints. So there's going to be war with the saints, Daniel 7, 21, and Revelation 13, 7. And then in wars in Revelation 16, war with the lamb, Revelation 17. But that could also represent war with those that are Christians. Because we represent the Lamb. We are ambassadors of, of the kingdom of God. But Jesus will you know, have a second coming where he will judge the nations. So some say that this is a literal war, that they will actually rise up, I don't know, weapons against him? Imagine that Jesus descends and, and, and stands in a holy place and, and orders the nations and, and they come against him with, with tanks and missiles. I, I don't see that naturally no. happen. And then Revelation 19 wars. So there are wars. There are rumors of wars. There are perpetual things going on that continue the narrative and continue this plot. But if you're saved, you're saved and you're ambassadors just down here for sojourning through and representing the kingdom of Christ, which I believe now... It, is a sort of a millennium scenario. Am I on millennia, millennium or post-millennium? Let's forget about that right now. But we do reign and represent Jesus Christ's kingdom here on earth. So through that, we do have a rule over the nations, spiritually but not physically. Will, will there be a physical takeover of the nations? I don't. I don't know. I don't see why, because there's a new heaven and earth coming. Some preterists think that there's a, this is the new heaven and earth. Um, I don't know about that, but uh, the new he God, uh, Jesus says that my kingdom is not of this earth. So therefore, I don't know if he's going to establish. Some people post millennials believe there's a couple different views. Post millennial believe that Jesus will come after a millennium, and they believe that this is a perpetual millennium right now in the church age. Others believe that when Jesus comes back, he's coming back to a unified new earth for him to rule. I, I don't see that either. Um, but the dispensational view of the pre-tribulation rapture doctrine is that the rapture happens first before the, pre, before the tribulation. So that's pre-tribulation view. And in that, they believe there's a seven-year hold that comes back between 69th and 70th year of Daniel 9, and that uh, this is where God refocuses on Israel because he can't simultaneously put the church with Israel because they're contrasting. I don't believe they're contrasting. Those well, some, some people believe that in the tribulation situation, uh, pre-tribulation rapture situation, mm-hmm. That well, Jesus comes back right. in a secret rapture, focuses again on uh, again on Israel, and that there there'll be millennium saints that that come, you know, 
without a witness, so just by circumstance of, of Israel, I guess. And there's a thousand year reign in which is a, is a thousand years of peace. Where does it say in scripture that there's a thousand years of peace? Well, say, I, right, I agree with you. In fact, God does say a day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. Right? So, but it doesn't so say a thousand years of peace. A thousand years of peace. There's nothing in Scripture that says it's a thousand years of peace. That's inferred. A lot of things in the doctrines are inferred by, by man. So we have to be careful. I'm not coming against people that believe in this uh, or, or, you know— uh, I'm not dismissing certain scenarios because there could be different ways. Uh, scripture kind of can support a couple different avenues, but I will say when Scripture doesn't say something and it doesn't say there's a thousand years of peace, that's inferred. It doesn't say there's a seven-year tribulation. That's inferred. It doesn't say there's a gap between 69th and 70th year. That's inferred. It's only presumed, folks. So I can't validate it. So there we have the wars and rumors of war with the Illuminati in mind to the end times. Well, I was thinking that you know this could be a good thing that's taking place with Russia and the Ukraine because the the new Russia, not the former Soviet Union, but uh, the you know Putin, and they're trying to prevent NATO from like uh, positioning missiles on the eastern side of Ukraine. So what we're hearing about right now with this. Uh, this potential war is actually a good thing, you know, when you look at the bigger picture. Um, you know, I can't be opposed to that only because Putin, as a puppet of the Illuminati, which all leaders are, it shows uh, he, he was friends with Bushes, both Bushes. They have uh, alliances with him, as well as Obama. Well, I don't know about Obama, but as far as other leaders, he's been um, in peace and in co communication with our leaders. So, you know, just as the Bushes are suspicious, Putin may have been tracking with them at one time. However, it was also said a couple times that he made threat against the New World Order and pushed back. And that would, that would entail pushing back against NATO and their instruments of the United Nations and such. So it's not far-fetched that he may be claiming... Uh, a th to protect a threat against him to protect the, the new Russia, as you said, and that he got, that he went rogue. I, I don't know. He still may be a puppet, but just like Hitler went rogue and wouldn't continue the instructions, Putin may be in that same situation. I don't know. So it'd be nice to think, yeah, if that's true, you know, it, who, who knows, but, just it, like with the new Xi president with China, his yeah. XI, Xi, perhaps we have some good guys that are, you know. Sometimes they go united. rogue. You know, yeah. a lot of people generalize and say, nope, they're puppets, always puppets. They're going to continue puppets. No, they may be controlled by the Illuminati, but they could go rogue and uh, and hold uh, resistance sometimes. Let's, let's hope that's true. It could you know? be. All right. Thanks for listening. My website is Jim Duke. Pers Jim Duke perspective.com. I almost didn't own my own website. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.